Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanking clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're trying to Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Oh, yes, that's uh-huh. that's my key. <laughs> uh, I'm Bradford. And Angela. And uh, yeah, you're you. And yeah. That's all you have to be. Yeah, it's good. You're doing a good job this week. <laughs> well, that's important. all we can ask. Some that's people, all we can ask. I mean, some of us need to know that, right? Yeah, yeah. You're doing good. Uh, so what do we have coming up? We have our next pendulum party coming up. It is April 28th. The 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I go to the website and look at it there. Uh, you can go to uh, Our Secret Spot's website or to our website and you'll see, you know, information about it. And also, again, not sponsored by us, but, you know, people we like and party we had fun at. There's the erotic ball down in Adelaide on April 22nd. That's right. So if you're in Adelaide, go check it out. Yeah, should be good. Should be yeah. fun. Yeah. And then coming up in November, we have our Escape to the Tropics. Mm. Yes, that is November. Yep, November. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know the dates? The 7th. <laughs> nah. The 9th. Nah. Uh, in between, in the between. Eighth, the 8th eighth and a half. <laughs> the 8th to the 13th. The 8th through the 13th. You can also find out more information about that on our website. Look, mm-hmm. this is why we have a website, so you don't have to remember things. So, yes, that's uh, something that we're very much looking forward to. And uh, you'll hear us rant and and Mm -hmm. rave about it until November. And then you'll hear us rant and rave about the next one. So, yes, we're looking forward to that, uh, co-hosting that with uh, our dear friends over at Exclusively RHP. And even Pippin wants to have a little thing. Yeah. He's he's squeaking for joy. He's squeaking for joy. (laughs) Or at least his tennis ball is. Right, right. So if you go into the way, way, way back machine <laughs> and listen to some of our older stuff or have listened to us from the beginning, you will remember two episodes that we did that might were have been three. It might have been three that were deep dives into bisexuality where we read some scientific papers and discussed those papers on the podcast. Well, this beautiful human who sent us those she was kind enough to reach out to us again because she knows that we have some friends in the lifestyle who are pregnant and she wanted to talk about that. And she gave up her Friday night so that she could chat with us about being pregnant in the lifestyle, lactating in the lifestyle, being objectified for being pregnant and all the goods, bads and uglies about pregnancy and the lifestyle. And I have to admit, she made it sound like 
you know, kind of like, ooh, maybe we should try this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we aren't, but she no, did no. make it yeah. sound, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't as bad as I expected it to yeah. be. So it yeah. was, uh, it sounded like, you know, it was a lot of work and it wasn't easy, but you know, <laughs> she still made it enjoyable. Uh, I think that it's probably best if we just let her tell it in her own words. Yes. So without further ado, here is our dear new friend, new dear friend and old friend, right? Uh, of the podcast, Kay. All right. So we're really lucky today to have a very special guest. This guest has some life experience that we... Turns me on. It turns Bradford on. It turns Bradford on. Um, uh, but it's something we will never, ever experience. And so we've been very lucky to have them come on and share experiences with us and with all of y'all out there. So let's have a lovely chat with Kay. Hello. Hello, Kay. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. I really just called and emailed you and you very generously thought, sure, we'll see if this person can talk with us. Honestly, I'm so excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I love this because anybody who's probably not read the title of this episode, which there's like four <laughs> of you out there that do that, uh-huh. or not read the show notes, which is like, I don't know, 60% of you don't know why Kay is here. Mm. And I'm going to say it like I can say it in one word. And that is Maisieophilia. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was the name for it. Yes, yes. It was me choke on my wine. How did I not know that? I've learned something. I can go home now. Thank um, it is something that we've talked about on the podcast before that is such a turn on for me. But uh, yeah, so, you know. For those at home, Angela, what is mesophilia? So mesophilia is the love of pregnant women. And uh, or I, well, I would say, mm, yes, a, a good, strong love of pregnant women. I'm not going to go as far as fetishizing. Uh, but, but I do that as well. You know, there's that too. But yeah, so Kay has had two children, if I'm correct, two children while in the right. lifestyle. So while participating mm. in the swinging lifestyle, She's been through two pregnancies, and so we just wanted to get her on and, and get her perspective and advice for all of y'all out there who maybe want to have kids but also want to do the swinging thing, and how do you do it? How does it work? How does it go? What's it like? All the fun questions. I'm sorry. I was going to say we want to get her on and get her off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's going to be one of those I'm a podcasts. bit physically far away. I'm so sorry I didn't make it to Australia while I was pregnant. <laughs> I mean, there's always next time. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so let's start with a little bit of your history in the swinging lifestyle. So how long were you in the swinger scene before thinking about or before having children? So we started the lifestyle. We went to a club after having spoken about it for, and I, and part of what started those conversations for a year and a half prior to going into the lifestyle was listening to your podcast. Oh my God. Um, yeah, you're part of like the origin hey. story. So it's like a circle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, so important. And, and that's just like, so like I said, seeing y'all is very warm fuzzies for me. So we started, uh, we went for our anniversary, which is in May and we were pregnant in August. So basically right away. Wow. I have only navigated the lifestyle. I can't wait to like figure out what it's like to, you know, not be pregnant in the lifestyle. I love it. So maybe in some ways I have a weird perspective because it's all I know. 
Um, but I, I will say I was chatting with a number of friends who are lifestyle, ethical, non-monogamy, and have had children. So I got like, I got, I crowdsourced some ideas too. But of course, I'm just one person and everyone's experience is unique. But sure. yeah, it's been, been my experience. So it's been part of like forcing me to learn lots of, lots of things. But it's been good. I was going to say, that sounds like a, a pretty big learning curve all at once. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We, I'm pretty sure you might have conceived the first at a club, too, which is kind of funny. Oh, see, that's if wait, we were going to do it. Also, wait until your child is older and tell them that they'll love it. <laughs> I think about this shit all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, if you only knew what your mother was doing. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I mean, I actually, so I, I mean, there's obviously, you know, age appropriate information, blah, 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 all that stuff. But I feel like at least by the time they're an adult, I, I don't feel like it's a problem to let them know because personally, if someone in my family is kinky, horny, slutty person, I want to know that, that person. because then I'm like, yeah, I got good genes. Like I, I know what I'm going to be doing when I'm 90 years old, right? <laughs> you know, and I, I do think about that. I have a, a friend who's a swinger and her children are teenagers and, you know, they're very open-minded and they're teenagers. They're curious. They're learning about everything, all the things. And we're asking her as if she has no knowledge, like, what do you know about ethical nominations? What do you know about these things? And so she's trying to like thread that needle because these are still not adults, but they're old enough to have adult conversations. They're in that like transitional like, 16, 17. So she's trying to thread that needle of explaining it, but not sharing more than is really appropriate based on their age and their relationship. And the child said to her, you know, you and dad have a really healthy relationship as I hear you describe the health to, to, that you need to do that in communication. I bet you could do something like this. And she's like, oh, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. From the mouth of babes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One day they'll figure the it out. Of, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of my friends who do have children who are young adults, they're like, our kids have some inkling or clue or straight up are knowledgeable. I know folks who have like, are totally transparent with yeah. everybody's different approaches. But yeah, I don't, I think that's very common. Yeah. 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 And if, if you're out there listening to this and you want to hear a podcast about that, we had, uh, uh, Kobe and Judy on to talk about, yeah. uh, coming out to their adult children. So yeah, yeah listen to that. It's in our past. Ooh. It was a while ago. It's yeah. a while ago. Um, okay. So, like you, you conceived at a, at a swingers club. I mean, that's canon now. It may not be the case, but it is. It's, it's gotta be the case. So it was there, we played at a club during that ovulation window. Cause I was like, you know, peeing on the stick, knowing when I'm ovulated. So I'm at least throwing the dart at the right time. And, and so we definitely played a club. So I'm, I'm saying that it wasn't, it wasn't over here on this bed. It, it was at the club. That's just it. way more fun. You yeah. should tell the club, like you should get free entry for that. <laughs> I feel like I should. Let's let's talk to Jackie and John and be like, "Hey, gang." I love it. I love it. So I, I guess from the beginning, you're 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 pregnant. You know, you're pregnant. Like, I have all the questions because I, I've I've been around a lot of pregnant people, but never a pregnant partner. So, like, were you at the club during like morning sickness time, or were you like not going to the club during the first trimester? Yeah. Um, so. Morning sickness for me, I did go out more. I experienced a lot of tiredness and nausea. Usually the nausea wore off by 4 or 5 p.m. That's a little bit more common. But definitely all the little things that you're doing uh, that help you and everybody's body is different to manage. Usually body aches, fatigue, and nausea are the main physical complaints. 
during that first trimester. And again, it's like one of those things where you hear, you talk to a hundred women, you're going to hear a hundred different things and they're all true because it's just so varied. So I was still going out and it was, it makes me think of something you once said in a podcast. I don't remember when about like, you know, when you're kind of have a cold, not so sick that, you know, you kind of like feel icky and you're like, you know, I don't feel really good right first thing when I wake up. But once I get out and get going, yeah. I'm going to be happy I went. And it's kind of like exercise, yeah. right? Once yeah. I get there, I'm going to be really happy I did it. I did. They, I worked out. And it was, for me, the experience was very much like that. It was like getting going piece was hard. But once I was there, talking with friends, visiting, mm-hmm. um, fake drinking alcohol in my, you know, cup, like it was, it was very happy that I was, I was very happy that I was there. And that, that was the big experience just throughout the whole thing was once I got going, I was always really happy. I went and I modified, like I, um, brought snacks all the time. So being (laughs) hungry is a huge part of it. And it helps uh, for a lot of folks decrease the nausea that you experience in that first trimester. So I was like, excuse me, let me uh, go get this little granola bar and or this trail mix or this quick bar that I have. So I, I was constantly having snacks. That was one of the things that I would prep for and was always having food, always having something that I could drink. And then anything else that would make me feel better, like uh, whether it's vitamins or any anti-nausea meds, like just having your stuff prepped with you, bringing it to the club, bringing it to the party that you're going to, having, I was even, I was, especially when I was telling people I was pregnant, I was like unashamedly like, I need my stuff. <laughs> mama wants what mama wants. Yeah. Exactly. I need this. So in the early days when you weren't showing yet and it wasn't obvious that you were pregnant, did you tell people like that you were playing with if they were somebody that you'd met newly met at the club or at a party? The the first time no because we didn't really have we didn't have friends yet. We were just getting into it. Yeah. And it was our it was you know my first time being pregnant, our first time. And so we told people after 12 weeks that time, then the second time around, because we did have friends and the kind of friends that you would want to go to and comfort if you had a miscarriage. Mm. So those were the same people I was sharing earlier. So I did tell people earlier. So did you find that people treated you differently in the beginning and then in the end when they knew you were pregnant versus not knowing you were pregnant? Mm. I, I feel like, and this was one of the things that I also asked, my partner about like what were their experience of observing people's interactions yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I received the utmost respect. And in my experience, being pregnant was really special. I got a lot of special treatment, like from little things like letting, like we were at a very large like hotel takeover with like 2000 people, super long bathroom line. Everyone, you know, got all these straps in their costumes, like <laughs> trying to go potty. And I would come there and I, I was, I was in my third trimester. So I was clearly pregnant. And people would always let me cut in the front line. Aww. Even if I was like, no, no, I'm okay. Yeah. They always let me cut. So like that That's kind nice. of, as well as it was a conversation starter. And I just got so many compliments. Like people were like, I'm so glad you're here. It was a lot of people who are also swingers and parents. So whether, whether they, whatever sex they were, people were just very affirming and warm. And I kind of thought like, man, I'm just going to be some regular brunette now. It was, it was really, it was really nice. Like there were a lot of really positive experiences and especially when your body is truly transforming in so many ways to have just a lot of affirmation and external validation of just like really helps because you got all these hormones, you're feeling all bloated and, and then having people say, you look beautiful, you look amazing. I don't care if you're lying. 
thank you. Like that just feels really good. Uh, I mean, I'll, we, we've seen the pictures. They weren't lying. Yeah, no, they weren't lying. <laughs> yeah. You're beautiful now, but I'm just imagining you pregnant and I'm like, Oof. <laughs> so, like, I'm glad Shane. I mean, go on. <laughs> so how, like, that is something that I always think about. Like when you're pregnant, how did you feel about yourself? How did, what was your relationship like with your body? You know, it, it was, I'm grateful to have had more than one pregnancy because you at least get the lessons learned from the first one. Um, it was, I had a real like transfer, like transformative experience with my body of, of learning to trust my body, that my body knows what it's doing. She knows how to be pregnant. She knows how to grow a human, grow another organ, move all my other organs out of the way, make space for this baby and deliver it and then heal and then make milk for it. Like it's pretty fucking phenomenal. Like women are awesome. Agreed. And <laughs> so that, that was a very cool experience to have. That was a very positive experience. I don't know that everybody has that exact experience. Um, it, you know, but that was mine. Mm. And so the, the transformation was hard cause it, you kind of have to release, you get a new vagina, your blood flow, your like how wet you get. I'm just thinking honest because we're talking about pussies here. So it's okay. It's all different and it's not all bad. I had, I, my orgasms were amazing while pregnant. And I've heard that from a lot of women. So it's not all bad, but it is different. So there's this piece of like, I'm getting, I'm getting a new body and we'll see what happens afterwards. I forgot your original questions. Now I've wandered off. I gotta be honest though, like you're kind of selling it. Cause it's like, you know, <laughs> as much as we explore the lifestyle and explore with new partners, this is like, you know, you get to do all that again, but with a new body, like this sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I, I'm going to just say this and I might regret this later and then we'll edit it out or we'll just keep it. You know, we'll see <laughs> how I feel later. But I started squirting in my second pregnancy, never was a squirter. Mm. And I was like, and that helped me like get something about pregnancy, pelvic floor, had like something the right play partner helping me get over the hump. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. So it's not all bad. Like you certainly need things like postpartum, for instance, very common to be dry, just very common when you're breastfeeding. That's very normal. Lots and lots of lube, nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with your partner, nothing wrong with arousal, just like you need a lot of lube and that's just normal. So like knowing those things was really helpful for me. And I had, I had a really good and really good, you know, doctors and midwives, and that was really helpful that I had that. That's a big piece. That would be one of my, in my like little list of things that are, I would have as advice having good healthcare providers matters. Good ones that you can trust too, that you can talk about lifestyle stuff with. I was going to say, did you tell them that you were a swinger? Yes. Wow, and really? So, uh, so yeah. I'm just going to say like oh, yeah. uh, our astute listeners will hear that you have an American accent and I think many of them will be surprised. What? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an I accent. Have an American accent. I don't have a gorgeous Australian accent. Like <laughs> I do not. I have some weird blend of Texas and Midwest. Like, Oh my Midwest-us. God. I, I keep, I keep, I was thinking about like when I was thinking about getting my podcast, this is going to be a side note. But everybody who listens to podcasts is going to say, I would have done the same thing. I was thinking about it. I was like, should I practice talking more sexy? Because y'all both have, especially Angela, has this, like, great laugh, this sensual way of talking. And I I do not sound like that. And you know when you listen to yourself on a voicemail or recording, you're like, God, I can't believe that's my voice. 
And I thought, sure, maybe I'll deepen my tone. I'll speak more slowly. <laughs> no, I'll get, yeah. no, I, I have no process. Bradford and I were just being silly before we started yeah. recording. So obviously yeah. I can't. No, that's just yeah. who we but are. Of that's... course I was analyzing how I sound. <laughs> Look, hey, hello, it's... this is Kay after dark. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> it is one of those things that people will often say like, oh, you know, I want to change my voice. or I want to talk differently. But the problem is once you start, you have to keep that up. And it's a lot more work than right. you think it is. And so it's easier just be yourself. And, and ultimately, the authenticity is what we want, right? That's what everybody wants to hear is the authentic yeah. you. And it is. also, nobody likes to hear themselves recorded. Nobody does. No, no I, I don't listen to no. this ever. <laughs> um, yeah. Back to, so I'm going to sort of re-ask that same question. You, you answered it, but I guess, were, did you feel sexy yourself? Not like... Yes, you had a lot of people saying you were beautiful, you were you know, sexy, because I'm certain you were. But how did you feel like the mental headspace of pregnancy, uh, having never been pregnant, uh, that mental headspace of pregnancy, I'm assuming that there's a lot going on in your head that sex, there is. is that even something that is important at that point? Is sex something that you are still craving? Um. So in terms of like seeing myself, I will say it was hard to see myself even the second time around when it, I, I was more experienced with my like body changing. It, it is, it is hard to untangle the fact that, and, and I think this is often true for partners. And this was something I heard uh, from people that there was a new arousal, like playing with someone who was pregnant, who wasn't pregnant with their child, because when it's your baby, mm. whether you're the person carrying the baby or it's your partner with that is, the anxiety of I'm about to have to have a newborn or about to have to do this. Oh my God. Like all the what ifs that are coming down the road that are very stressful and understandably stressful. So it is hard to untangle that and, and look at yourself differently. I also think that's a lot of just like with all of ethical non-monogamy, you have to relearn things. We don't see women as sexy, regardless of the stage of life they're in. Like, as long as they're like, you know, a certain age and body frame, we could define it sexy. Too old? No, that's not sexy anymore. And too just pregnant, to clear up, too you mean sick, we, humanity. You mean we, humanity. Not us. <laughs> not like, not like you. Not you yes. and Glenn Bradford. No, no, not you either. <laughs> like, I think there's some unlearning. I think, I think there's quite a bit. And I had to unlearn that too. Like, and a lot of people, a response from a lot of folks, which is why I sent this email to y'all when you mentioned you had a lot of pregnant friends was because I had a lot of people say to me, like, thank me. I did nothing but just show up and just be at the same party as them. And they just said, thank you for modeling this because I thought I would have to go like into a hole when I was pregnant. I would have to hide. People would think it was weird mm -hmm. that I was here, but instead I'm still me. I happen to be carrying, but I'm still me. And it, it, it on the one hand, it, it's both, right? It's hard to look at myself with this big belly and like totally different shaped thighs and carrying water weight around your face. Like you do feel different. You do look different and you're still you. But you're giving it's, that so representation. It, it, is, it is interesting. Yeah. You're giving representation to people. And, and I think that that's something that we all like to see, whether it be at a swingers club or on the street or media, anything is we want to see other people that are like us or maybe people who want to get pregnant and are, you know, not certain how that's going to fit in with their lifestyle. It might be 
that, hey, look, somebody's modeling this and showing us that it is possible and it is possible to keep doing what I want to do. And I think there's something really powerful about that. There really is. And that was one thing that a lot of the skills you learned for navigating the lifestyle, navigating non-monogamy, which is essentially reimagining the rules that you were handed, you get to do that with pregnancy and parenthood. True. And that can be really, really nice. And that's a skill set that you already have and you get to play right into. And I had someone who's not parents say that they think like swingers make some of the best parents because we approach our uh, lives in a really balanced way. We're still making time for each other, time for play, time for our partner. And it can create just a better balance. And again, I can, I'm only in the culture that I'm in. I'm here in Texas and in, I've only lived in the state. But I, so I can't speak to exact what parent culture is in every area, but it, it is, it can often be imbalanced and be a vision of parenthood that was not appealing to me. And it was seeing parenthood modeled by people who were approaching in a way that would align with how I'd want to do it. That was really encouraging to me. Like, oh, I can still find a way to enjoy all of this and still be a great parent. That was important to me and have fucking life and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And ultimately, if you're enjoying life and having fun, your kids are going to see that and they'll be better off for it. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. But I I'm completely fine. agree. No, I think you're totally right. Yeah. yeah. And and I like the idea that swingers make better parents because <laughs> the, you think about it, it does make logical sense. That is when we've talked about it many a times, the key to successfully navigating E&M is communication. And so I think the key to successfully navigating parenthood is also communication mm. or at least it helps a lot yeah 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 so i'm gonna i have a, a after baby question unless you have something else beforehand well i've got tons of questions and they're not going to come out in order okay um not, unlike a, unlike twins they are not going to come out in in the similar order like i do have many so many questions yeah well i was gonna say i just have a question about did you breastfeed after yeah i i am breastfeeding that's why my boobs are this size. <laughs> How does that work when, when you're at the, when you're at clubs and parties and playing with people? Like, well, I'm, I'm curious. Here's my pump right here. This is my pump. Yeah. But do you take and that I to the club? <laughs> really? Yes. I fucking did. I literally sat, I literally, when I was pregnant, went into the club, I was there for a friend's birthday and I went to the bathroom. I was like, you know, I should see if there's a plug here where like the couch kind of lounge area is. And uh, it's not like they have a lactation room or whatever, but they have they like some to. areas and like some <laughs> lactation. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, good. There's a plug there. So I like last time I was there, I just parked myself there and just had 500 conversations with the different ladies who were coming in. And a lot of oh folks God. were all it was it was so fun. All the all the conversation we had. But yeah, I just bring it and I brought a little ice pack to the milk in after I pumped and um yeah so great <laughs> you know that is like I said come prepared <laughs> that is awesome it's the seven p's of life yes that's right yeah. prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance that's my girl <laughs> I can't say that <laughs> I don't even know what you just said it's a it's an old marines adage the seven p's prior proper preparation prevents piss poor performance okay yeah it basically means be ready for anything <laughs> so, um, did you have people suckle you while you were breastfeeding? Like yeah. are people, okay. I love that. There was a, Oh, I wish people could have seen that look. It's like, this is not a question I was prepared for, but I should have been because Bradford's here. <laughs> like, what is that like 
Have you tasted your own breast milk? Yeah, it's super sweet and kind of like pungent. I mean, like I know a lot of women who are like, I have no interest. And then other women who are like, yeah, of course I tried it. I'm curious. I want to know what it tastes like. I, I'd, I'd try it. Too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, I'm just uh, <laughs> struggling to come up with it. And this is great because I'm struggling with a way to come up with a words, question words, with words. It's not like, it's just, it feels embarrassing to ask these questions, which I think is a part of the problem is like we stigmatize. You look at, I'm going to go on a slight rant here. You yeah. stigmatize, we stigmatize breastfeeding, right? So women in the U.S., they don't want you breastfeeding in public, or if you are, you should be covered up. Nobody wants to see your boobs because they're gross, but they aren't. They're also like in every Playboy magazine. Like it's this weird dichotomy or, or you know, vehicle and beer ads. It's this weird dichotomy of cover up, but show them to us at the same time. So I feel like I'm, it's awkward for me to ask these questions, but it shouldn't be. So, like, did you have partners suckle you for more than, like, a taste? Like, they were clearly looking like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm hungry, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, I could have come up with a better way to ask that question, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, is someone going to get a nutritious meal? Not a full meal, sure. but no, like a snack. I, I, I would say more fetishizing to the fact that, like, I no longer, I, it's not just a curiosity that I want to taste this. Yeah. Or that some happened to come out while I was, you know, worshiping your body. But it's more like, nah, I like this. This is a thing. Yeah. I want more of this. Yeah. And, it, and they get off on it. Um, I, I mean, it's like everything. There, everything's under the sun. It all exists. I've experienced all, all of that. And given that I still have months ahead of me of breastfeeding, maybe we'll have an, an additional conversation. Also, when are you coming uh, to Australia? <laughs> Like, you may not be pregnant, but now you're lactating. I'm not sure lactation is my kink, but I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, like, I'm not going to spit it out. I'm not going to try it. I mean, I'm not going to try it. I'm a swallower. <laughs> so I, I think I think it's everything. So also, this will be interesting, that uh, so oxytocin is one of the hormones that you know, it's the, the fall in love hormone, a hormone you experience when you have orgasms, a hormone you experience that comes into labor. That's one of the hormones for labor oh. and the hormone for breastfeeding. Cool. So, so you get it or you deliver it through the milk or both? I get it. Nice. I experience it. And it makes sense, right? Pair bond. So oxytocin, when we have a uh, orgasm, uh, yes, more of this. I like this. You same when you're having delivery, that is it's oxytocin, adrenaline, and melatonin that are the hormones that drive delivery, which are not what you think. It's not cortisol, the stress hormone. Yeah. It's yeah. energy, love, and relaxation. Relaxation. I love this. Oh. I mean, it makes sense when you say it that it way. It does. When you say it that <laughs> way, sure. That logic is there. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. And. And when you think about animals, what do they do when they go to give birth? Your your house cat will go to the closet yeah. in a dark place, lie down. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. You're relaxing to let out. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then you have all the oxytocin to bond. And then oxytocin stimulates uh, milk production. Nursing stimulates oxytocin so that the milk comes down and you bond with the baby. Mm -hmm. So when you're getting oxytocin in other ways, like having orgasm while you're pregnant, very normal to experience a little bit of contractions. Nothing that's going to send you no labor, no concerns, but just a little bit. So that's something like if you are playing with a pregnant person and they're like, oh, I need a minute. I don't, I'm, they're probably experiencing a little bit of contractions and that's normal. 
And they, you know, most of them are pregnant, good providers and good books that you can read. Always educate yourself. We'll, we'll give you a heads up. Hey, how about the sex? Also, you might experience a little bit of contractions, totally healthy, not going to be a problem. Just heads up. That's what's happening. Yeah. And then when you have an orgasm uh, towards the end of pregnancy, if you're starting to lactate before you've delivered, which I was, and now that I'm lactating, uh, with an orgasm, my milk will start to drip out too. So if you, if you're someone who enjoys like the visual expression of ecstasy, like squirting or being wet, milk is in some ways an ex- extension of that. It's just another version. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like you're squirting from your boobs. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it I is. mean, literally. Yeah. No, I'm just like, I didn't know that. <laughs> But think about the double hit of oxytocin, a triple hit potentially. If you're riding somebody while pregnant uh-huh. and you have an orgasm while two people are suckling you, uh-huh. like you are basically th- an oxytocin fountain. I think you'd be in heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and a lot of women, not everyone experience a change in their libido. Some people, it does go down and that, that, that's just normal. And that's just part of how hormones hit you. And some people, it goes up. Not shocking to people who know me. Mine went up. <laughs> I was such a fucking horn dog. I'm pretty sure that's the way this went horn dog. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh my god. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You've heard us talk about this game so many times now, but you want to hear us talk about it more. Curious Humans Game. If you go to CuriousHumansGame.com, you can use checkout code by the by B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, and you can get wonderful questions that are both icebreakers, get to know you, get to know you mores, get to know you better, and uh, questions such as this. I have used hot wax during sex. And I, I don't think I have used it during sex. I would say during four, massage? I'd say during foreplay, during massage, during kink play, but not during sex. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's just semantics for it is semantics, some folks out there. But this is also a good key as to if you're answering this question, you could say true or false, you know, or check or X, depending on how you interpret it. Yeah. And that could be different than how someone else around the table interprets that's it. That's right. And then you get like into fist fights and wrestling, <laughs> and, you know, somebody rips their shirt off and then suddenly you're having an orgy. And maybe hot wax is involved. Yeah, right. So there you go. You know, it could be, you know, Lumiere. <laughs> so 
If you want to ask yourself, your friends, your fuck buddies questions like that, go to CuriousHumansGame.com and use checkout code BYTHEBY. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. You know what holiday is just around the corner. Yes, your favorite holiday, April Fool's Day. And the best gift to receive on April Fool's Day, it's not a prank, it's a wank. That's right. And you can get your own wanks at adamandeve.com using checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. April Fool's Day. You don't want to be the April Fool. You want to be the April fucking oath mate. And when you go to adamandeve.com and use checkout code by the by, you will be because you'll get one item at 50% off. You'll get free, free, free shipping. You'll also get six videos on demand and some extra goodies thrown in the box. Some awesome things. I mean, it's not just like getting one toy. It's like getting a box full of love. Lust? Yeah, why not both? So this April Fool's, don't be an April Fool. Be an April Freak in the Sheets at adamandeve.com. So I do have a question about going to clubs and parties and things, because one of the questions we often get asked is, what do you wear? So obviously, if you're pregnant, you're not going to be able to wear the same things you wore beforehand. So how much did you change the wardrobe that you would wear when you're going into a sexy environment? And how much were you just like, I'm going to go bare minimum and show this baby off? I learned through trial and error that I felt so much more confident when I leaned into it. And instead of trying to like wear like some moo-moo type thing, I just was like wore something, a uh, same bodycon dress. Um, they make lots of bodycon like pregnancy dresses or just a bodycon dress that fits my pregnant body. I-, I leaned into it. I felt better about myself when I did. Again, because I was getting a lot of external validation and it, it, it was also in line with kind of some of my values around being present while I was pregnant. I'm not a person who has always wanted to have children. I wasn't living a dream come true. Or, you know, it wasn't one of those moms. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I was could see myself and my life unfolding with or without kids. Mm. So I had chosen the child route and that was biologically available to me and my partner. And so I wanted to be present and awake for it. And so for me, it also was leaning into it. You know, other people might feel really comfortable in a really flowy dress that they might not really like that. It, you know, do what makes you feel confident. So you might have to play around with it. But I leaned into it and it was great. Like I got a lot of, especially when I was really big, I got like a lot of those uh, types of lingerie that split open in the front. Yeah. I like those. And then yeah. I just let the belly stick out. That's what I was wearing in that picture. I, uh-huh. Think. Yes. Uh-huh. I was wearing one of those. And I was wearing tennis shoes. I don't know if you could see. I was wearing like kind of wedge tennis shoes. So I, I still dressed in a way that was going to be really comfortable for me. Yeah. But that and I had different like flowy dresses, especially a lot of the ones that would split and open in the front. Mm-hmm. There was fitting for Texas, like a country themed night at the club one time. And I wore my maternity jeans, so <laughs> my maternity like jean cutoff. Uh-huh. So you could see they had like the stretchy part on the side. But then I just took one of my flannel shirts and just tied it above my belly oh, under that. my boob. Oh, that sounds and I, hot. And boom. Yeah, that yep. sounds hot. So there was just a bell. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. There's Yeah, so I, so I leaned into it. I leaned into it. And there's so many stretchy things. And besides, what what are you wearing? Bra and underwear. And, and buying clothes, that was the one thing that I did later on that I wish I'd done earlier, was buying clothes that made me feel sexy and actually just taking the time to either buy clothes or figure out different outfits that I still felt, felt really cute in. Yeah. 
I see your wheels turning. Well, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be logical here and, and, but it's just no, popping no in my head and I'm like, so how did you feel? Were, did you ever feel like you were being fetishized and I don't want to say used, but definitely objectified because of your pregnancy? And if yes, how did, how did you feel about that? Because I'm asking yeah. for a friend. And, and also, person is me. And I don't also, want to be that guy, but I am often. Also beyond that, um, for those who did fetishize you, if you go to some of the same places and see those same people again, after you have had your child, do they still have the same desire for you that they did at the time? Oh my God. So, so many good questions. Okay. So fetishized. So there, nobody wants to feel like they're being treated for a characteristic. So whether that person's of a certain skin tone or a certain height, like nobody wants to feel like one piece of their characteristic. So I think however you might approach somebody to say, you are super attractive. I think you're really cool. And also the fact that this thing, a feature of you just adds to it. I think when you use that language and if you can truly mean it, like you said, authentically, then it's going to be a way to tell that person that this feature of you, I, I'm really drawn to and also you as a whole person. So that's how we don't treat people like things. Um, that approach I had a lot and it, it worked well, whether or not I wanted to play with them or play with even what they wanted. Like it was still just, it felt good. It felt respectful. The The time that I've had people that I've had, I had one interaction and ironically at that large hotel takeover I was talking about, there was another pregnant woman. We were, you know, almost around the same, uh, same gestation around the same week pregnant <laughs> nice and and so we were buddies during it you know because we're on our feet a lot we're like you know we we're able to commiserate about certain things or enjoy certain things together and somebody came up to us and it, it is really weird when people make sex comments about the baby because that's very strange and you would be surprised that i had i heard that more than once like like oh like very odd comments like oh, I can't have sex with you because I don't have sex with men and you're pregnant with a boy. And I'm like, well, first of all, we don't fuck babies. Weird. That's just the, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, so people would, people would like, and I, I think Wait. it was one of those, you know, <laughs> speaking it, before you think kind of moments. Or, did they ask you the gender of the baby first? Yes. That's so fucking weird. It's so weird. Don't do that. That's weird. That's weird. weird. It's weird, and so, but and you could tell that we just like face. We're just like, I, I what is your name? I, I didn't. You didn't even tell me your name. You just came up. What? So, so there, there were some strange experiences with people making odd, odd comments. So don't do that. <laughs> now, I feel better about myself because I try to do the first thing where I'm like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're awesome. Also, you're pregnant. <laughs> Don't know if you've noticed yeah. that, but can I lick your belly? <laughs> and and in that same token, some folks, are pregnant, some people who are established, like pay partners or friends, and this would be one thing that I would share to someone who's uh, pregnant and in the lifestyle, is that you might have somebody that you've played with before or someone you're interested in playing with and your pregnancy might be a deterrent for them. And it has nothing to do with you or your body or how you look. It has to do with what pregnancy and parenthood mean to them. Mm -hmm. And you happen to accidentally represent that right in front of their face. So to not take it personally, to know that it has to do with 
what it means to them. So that's one thing that I did learn and I would advise to people to to know that that's not you. You don't look bad. You didn't ruin like Yeah. No. That's about their their own story and they're and they're entitled to say I need to function within my limits too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. So is it bad that I always say that my favorite play session there were six and a half of us? I have heard you make that joke. I didn't find that insulting. Okay, good. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> good. Because like I still think about that and uh all I want from life is a pregnant woman to sit on my face. That's all I'm asking for. Is that too much to ask? I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But she was also one of those people that I think. Just like, fuck me. Yeah. She got really, her libido went up during pregnancy as well too. So yeah. Yeah. It's turn to ask a question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sit over here and think about myself Uh and all my, 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 my naughtiness. Yes. I will say that was that idea of having some unique play opportunities is something that may happen for you. And whether or not the person who's pregnant is, is even playing while they're pregnant, that might not be within their limits just based on their personal tr- like preference or choice mm-hmm. or interest. But there are going to be some unique play opportunities while you're pregnant and lactating. I guess that's an interesting thought because I guess we assume that, and I'm going to say we as in the greater community, assume that, that if you're going to a club or a party, a play space, that you're likely looking for someone to make a connection with and to play. Now, there have been many a night that we go and we don't. We just want to go and we want to be social in an environment where we can feel sexy and be unfiltered. But Mm -hmm. do you feel that there was any extra pressure or expectation when you were pregnant that you would or would not play? Do you feel like the expectations were different then? People thought I was not playing. Okay. Really? Okay. People thought I was not playing. Yeah. Uh, people often thought I was not playing. And people just straight up ask, are you playing while you're pregnant? Mm. And I think that, I mean, that's great communication, right? That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. It's fair. I, I, and I think for some some folks, we people might change what would be their limits while they're not pregnant. They might shift while they're pregnant. Mm. There might be a different comfort level, both physically or emotionally. And, yeah. uh, you know, that makes sense. So I think for some folks, just being part of the community, getting to feel sexy and, and live that part of them would make a lot of sense even if they weren't wanting to play. Like, it's kind of, I feel like the same thing if somebody, you know, like there's a couple that I've met who they didn't describe themselves as swingers because they they don't play with other people. They Their limit is at touch, but they flirt, they talk, and they go in the scene. And so I'm thinking of that as, well, that's a version. That's just where, on the spectrum, and that's just where your line is. Now, of course, I'm not going to tell someone how to label up. It's just words. Mm. But, mm. you know, so it's the same kind of thing, like if you still want to be in the environment. But in general, people I found would just straight up ask, yeah. are you playing? Is that or is that something you're doing? Okay. And what was the impact on your partner during the, like, during these play sessions, during the club visits and things like that? Like, did he, what, did people include him as part of things or was the focus much more on you? Cause we often go into this as um, a couple, right? Like for us, this is a couple game, but I can also yeah. see where the focus would be much more on you and, and you know, like you don't want him to be left out. Right. And, and you're exactly right. And this will totally validate his experiences. The dad does get left out a lot and he's having a transformation too. Yeah. And while it's not in his body, He's the one supporting me. He's the one telling me to pack my snacks. He's the one packing my snacks. <laughs> He's the one making sure I have enough water, telling me to drink water. Like he is he is running interference on. He's the one picking up the pieces. There was one night I was just having a ton of hormones. I was basically 
17 again. I was crying. Like, and he was like, and we had planned to go to the club. And he was like, babe, if you're really upset, I think we need to stay home. Like, you're going to just start crying in in public. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think, you know, so yeah. he is doing so much support. So the dad does get ignored some. Yeah. And, and that would be something I would say would be a lesson learned, um, kind of a pay it forward lesson of, of checking on, checking on the, the, on the, the co-parent. Like, and it could be, a, you know, same sex. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. But yeah. But, but check on the other person who's the partner. Yeah. They're part of it all too, right? Yeah. 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 You don't want to leave them out. So like back, yeah. to, back to him, like what was your relationship like? Was your, you were going out and, and definitely going to the clubs, but was like the sex still wild and crazy at home as well? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, yes, of course you're the best sex like ever. It's perfect. <laughs> Think of movies. We're not normal people. Um, it, it, but you know, that libido is there and enjoying it is there. And it is, uh, I think there's always that comfort that you have with, you know, with your partner mm-hmm. that is like that really comfortable sex, that really intimate sex. And that really relaxed sex that can just feel like you can really, you're not, I'm not trying to say that you're performative in a fake way, but there's a very candid, raw way that you are with Mm -hmm. your partner. And that can be nice to say, let's see how this position works for me. And then you recognize, oh, this position is no longer available to me. I literally weigh too much to do this or or it's hurting me. I need 13 pillows under me yeah. mm-hmm. to, to let me get the pillows. So, you know, that's going to be a different experience. That's going to be, um, while that isn't like the stuff of erotica, that's the stuff of love, right? Let me get you 13 pillows so you can mm-hmm. pop yourself up. To Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need more pillows. <laughs> I need pillows. Yeah. And also imagine that you'll take some of those lessons learned in what positions work and don't work. And you'll know what you can do or what you're willing to do in public when there are other people around versus yeah, like this is yeah. this is a just at home thing. Yeah. It sounds like such a journey and so much learnings and just I'm amazed. Like, so if you could give people, I don't know, three takeaways, like things that you um, advice that they might not think about or. I'm assuming pregnant people look on the internet, so you could look on the internet, or you could listen yeah, right here. Oh my god, so much good reading. <laughs> <laughs> what what would what advice would you give somebody who is in the lifestyle now or thinking about it and is pregnant and or thinking about it? I would say the number one advice I have is advice that I got from some uh, women and who have grown children and just it was stage advice, and they basically said it's all about your attitude all of pregnancy and in some ways all life right it's about your attitude it is uncomfortable literally at any moment and I had I had quote unquote I'm using air quotes with my hand podcast <laughs> microphone people <laughs> at Bradford said there you go I'm doing this with my hand using you know little everybody's it, it's every pregnancy I had an easy pregnancy and at any moment, I could name you a handful of things that were various versions to uncomfortable or in pain. It's just a lot on the body. The, a very famous midwife describes it as pregnancy, labor, delivery, and afterbirth are the Mount Everest of bodily functions. That it is something bodies are made to do, and it is like the peak of it. 
So it's intense. So as you approach all of that, it's your attitude. Because it it's going to be what it's going to be, right? However your pregnancy unfolds, do you get stretch marks? Do you not? Do you make enough milk? Do you not? All the different what ifs. It, your attitude and how you approach it is going to make a huge difference in your in your suffering is essentially what we're talking about. So are you going to suffer with it or, wow, I'm pregnant. It sucks that I have pregnancy congestion. That was my most annoying symptom, y'all. I like talk like I had cotton balls up my nose. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I bet you didn't know there's pregnancy congestion. No, I, did, I did not know. It's obnoxious. <laughs> it's obnoxious. I was asleep seat, sitting up with a, those big, you know, it's just like having allergies to being pregnant. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So there's so many things, but your attitude at how you approach it is a huge help. And that would be the same with all these. Okay. How can I, and the other piece, how can I modify this? Okay. I can't go to all the things. I'm not going to have the energy for that, but I can go to some of it. And that was nice for my partner that, that they also weren't like in a hole having to just wait and yeah. sit in suspense for this bomb to drop of a baby in a life change versus getting to still be included in our social life, which ends up being huge support in our, and I mean, we had singers at our baby shower. They brought us food, like they're part of our friend group, you know, like, so there was this, you know, life, life goes on. It was a, it was a beautiful, like supportive thing of you're not just here for this one thing. And you, and that's some, some of the words of wisdom I got from other people, was that you will get a little bit of a window into who is interested in you as a whole person and who's really interested in you only for a certain aspect. Mm. Yeah, very true. Which is a tough lesson, which kind of sucks to learn that way. Yeah. It, it is still going to be something that, that you do learn. Yeah. So how do you take care of yourself and how do you stay connected and finding finding your community, whether it's swingers who are parents or just neighbors who are parents, but finding support so that you don't feel isolated. That was one of the other pieces of feedback when I was kind of crowdsourcing, asking for thoughts is that a lot of folks really feel isolated. So knowing that if you feel isolated, you're not alone and that you might benefit from finding people to, to connect with. And people did that. Like, and that was really helpful to me. Like when I was at that giant hotel takeover, Hey, there's someone here who's pregnant. Let me, let me introduce you. <laughs> and we did yeah. we bonded over. Yeah. It was great. It's interesting, too, because you it sounds like you found your community throughout your pregnancy because you didn't if because you had entered the swinging lifestyle not too long before, you wouldn't have had a lot of time to establish like a good swinger friend circle people that you even if they're friends outside or not friends outside of of that lifestyle and and of those environments. It's still people that you might see at events regularly and you do have that connection and that extra bond with. But it doesn't sound like you would have had a lot of time to establish that before going into pregnancy. So you would have been navigating all of this while building that circle, it sounds like. Yeah, and that, that building that circle came after the first because also I had my first and then COVID hit. Ah, right. Very bad timing. So there, that so it ended up happening later. Yeah. Um, fi- finding that and finding a true community versus like a couple of we had a couple we met a couple of couples that you really click with, but then finding like, like you, I think you said this in one of your recent podcasts, I've been trying to be a good listener and like, listen up. <laughs> I'm going to be on this podcast. <laughs> you know, I want to be, I want to be a good student. Um, and you mentioned that at some point you kind of meet a group and through them, it's like a nice networking hub. Yeah. And so you do. Yeah. And I, I did eventually meet that, but that, that took a couple of years to, to find the, and a hub that fits with you and your style. Yeah. 
as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's still, it's one of those things that I struggle because I'm like, the idea of pregnancy is the most terrifying thing I can even imagine. <laughs> but I, I, you talk about it and it sounds easy and approachable and delightful and magical. <laughs> and I realize your mileage may vary. It is not easy. It, none <laughs> you of make it, it sound easy. it. If I have made it come off easy, then I have been a false advertising <laughs> and you should delete this podcast. Nobody should fucking listen to it. Yeah. I'm like, no way. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. You did say um, that at any given time you're in pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm in pain. Um, but I did I did want to have an attitude of uh, so that I didn't, like, add to my suffering. But it is hard. I mean, there's so many. I definitely don't want to, like, I, I think it, it's it's very double-edged sword. I kind of wrote, wrote, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. And some parts of it, like, I did experience a lot of uh, new love for my body and feeling like, oh, my God, look what my body can do for me. And, and that side of that same coin, like there's a lot of pain involved, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's the same thing. And the highs are high and the lows are lows. And it's super fun to feel sexy and play with people and have unique play experiences in the same way that you can have variety with all these different people and what they're interested in and play opportunities. At the same token, there's risk. STIs are actually much more problematic when you're pregnant. Mm. So that's part of why the biggest thing is to have a provider, not the biggest thing ever, but a big thing to take care of that. Like, for instance, chlamydia can cause um, miscarriage. Mm. It's actually, a, they're going to, if you're exposed to it, they're going to treat you for it or if you even think you were exposed to it. So you want a provider that you can be honest with and say, hey, I had, uh, this has happened. I've had a report in our community about this, or I had a play partner kind of come off or something, and, and that you just say, say, okay, let's get you a panel. Just make sure you're safe yeah. and you're healthy and the baby's healthy. And so, you know, it, it's both end, right? It's, yeah. it's so the same coin. Were you fortunate enough to have a healthcare provider that you could be honest up front, or did you have a bad experience and then have to find somebody who you could talk to? I feel really lucky that the practice of OBGYNs and midwives, and yes, I'm in Texas, which has its own complications, <laughs> which we aren't going to get yeah, into. Right. Um, but I had, and I'm also, I'm in Austin. So Austin, for people who don't know, that happens to be the capital of Texas. It happens to be a blue island yeah. Yeah. politically in a red sea. Mm. So not super shocking that my providers were open and inclusive that even in their health intake information, they asked my orientation and included bisexuality. Nice. As an awesome. Option. That's great. Yes. Yes. Progress. It was, it was a very good experience. And that actually made me think of something I did want to bring up just because it's by the by that being pregnant, especially can feel like another moment of bi erasure mm. just because you're super heteronormative. Mm. And so just noticing that might come up for you or how do I want to be me and also be a mom that's going or a dad mm. that might be on the outside now look even more mm-hmm. straight. Yeah. 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 So that that's I, I definitely had that thought. That was one of my cons. So how do yeah. you how do you how do you balance that? How did you balance that, that out? You still figuring I, it out. I was yeah. I thought that we were on the podcast for you <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. that's, I mean, it's that so is true, tough, though. right? Yeah. And it is something in like, I, I will take that up because it is, it's one of those things that we often say that you can be loud and, and swing a flag around, or you can be quiet and be supportive. And both of those are great ways of being 
bisexual, being bisexual allies or being an ally to any community yeah. is sometimes just protecting people within your community. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the loudest by in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be the most protective mm-hmm. <laughs> of your community. Yeah. So you mentioned as well in going back a few minutes of, of talking, but you mentioned the ups and downs and the highs and lows. And I just have to give props to your partner and to all the, the partners of pregnant oh my people God. out there who really kind give of, them all the props. I say, give them this, they give you the strength and they go along with the things and they help out. And I feel like they don't get enough recognition for what happens behind the scenes with all of this. And, and I feel like that is something that you, we need to recognize a little so- more. You are so right. And that, that is something that the people are, you know, then especially when the baby comes, Mm. like the mom is out of the light and the dad's even more in the shadow or the co-parent is even more in the shadow because now everyone's looking at the like squishy little baby. No. (laughs) Sorry. I'm a sucker for squishy little babies. (laughs) (laughs) I do love children, just not my own. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big, that's a big piece of it. And, Mm. and, uh, and that they're experiencing that same transformation too. Mm. And they're needing support as well. They're also sleepless. They're also doing yeah. stuff. So did they can you, also, you know, they can also experience postpartum, like, you know, so all of it. After having the first baby, how long before you went back to the club? And when you went, were you brain dead and exhausted? Or were you so happy to be out of the apartment or out of the house that you're like, yes, I am ready? Yeah, um, a long time. Because COVID uh, was Fair happening, enough. so that, that's not a good answer. COVID was happening, and we were also taking time to figure our, li- our, our life and our marriage out now with a kid. So we were taking time to work on us, um, which I think is, makes a lot of sense when you have a kid. And um, so I would say it took us about a year. So so balance that with what I'm about to say after number two, right? So, And it's so much, it's so much circumstance, right? Like it was a lot going on for us. We were taking care of us managing our new life, also global pandemic. Mm. So it was about a year till we started going out and hitting up people that we've met and, you know, and said like, Hey, when we can meet up again, let's do it. Yeah. So we did start doing that again that a year later. That being said, after my second, I certainly was not cleared for play, like not cleared for the doctor to, for anything, but we did go out to a Halloween party and I didn't care about being up late because I was like, I'm already sleepless. I'm already like in that delirious, sleepless <laughs> place. Yeah. So is my partner. So we went out. We dressed up. I, I wore something that I was comfortable wearing to the party, but still was cute. It's, we went to a Halloween house party. <laughs> I love it. That is and great. that was a month when, when the baby was a month old. So uh, I, that's the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> do, do, do your families one year, know? One month. Do your families know that you're in the lifestyle? No. <laughs> they do not know. They don't want to know. Oh, man. That's not, they, they, they certainly, I feel lucky. I know a lot of folks, especially being in Texas, I do know a lot of folks whose families would have painful, bad reactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've fortunately, our families are just, uh, they are much more open-minded. Like I'm out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we, you know, we have lots of family members in different, like, non-traditional marriages. So we wouldn't be kicked out of our family or anything like that, but they don't, they don't want to know about us. That's fine. Yeah. Too yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Do, would, they, would they be shocked? No. 
<laughs> do they babysit for us all the time? Uh -huh. Are they babysitting for us tomorrow when we go to a house party? <laughs> yes. That's great. It's so I good. I love it. That is great. <laughs> yeah. You're like, where are you going? You know what? Don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go have fun. Party. Birthday party. That's great. <laughs> Big you got, night. You go to a lot of birthday parties. <laughs> I do. I was just thinking, like, there really happened. There really is a birthday party. <laughs> that is fantastic. I guess that goes along with having a big friend circle, right? That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Big friend circles have lots of parties. <laughs> I love it. I think that's all the questions I have. That's. I mean, I've got like a trillion more questions, but. Are there topics that we haven't touched on that you feel are important? I, I was I was peeking and I really feel like all the big, the things that I had just sort okay. of jotted down have all been okay. really covered. I, say, I know we jumped around a yeah, lot, but it's just, we it's jumped great. around. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. The, the only thing I could really think of that's on here would be just knowing that it fluctuates, whatever it is, your hormones, your energy, what you can handle today, what you can't, that there would be times that I was like, no way I can't do this. And I say like, no, I actually can't do this, whatever it is. Like, you know, just keeping moving and, and not staying disconnected from life was really helpful for my mood, for my energy, physically continuing to physically move, whatever your baseline of exercise is. That was a huge help for me, mm. um, just continuing to move. There's also a lot of like, oh, you're pregnant. You must be like a Fabergé egg. But in fact, you're about to do the workout of your life. You wouldn't train for a marathon by like sitting down and eating mac and cheese. You would be training in some way, whether it's just continuing to walk or like what, you know, there's, there's just this piece of life goes on and you're going to modify mm -hmm. sort of in the same swinging goes done. You're going to modify and you're going to take breaks when you need to. Lifestyle's not going anywhere. It's going to be there when you come back, take time for you. If you need to take time to take care of your marriage or you need to take time because there's a lot going on medically, lifestyle's not going anywhere. Take care of yourself. That's good advice. Good advice. Yeah. I think that's good advice for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yourself and your relationship comes first. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. But yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Thank you so very much. This has been a delightful, magical, like informative, slightly terrifying at times. <laughs> slightly arousing at well, times. It's terrifying. <laughs> Just babies in general are terrifying. I love them, but they're scary. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and like We've all seen the movie Aliens. I know what happens. I know how babies get out. Oh. Oh, God. That is where pregnancy is. That's where they came up with aliens. Some Somebody was like, yeah. Yeah. Aliens yeah. Because they heard the most terrifying seven syllables on earth. Episiotomy. <laughs> terrifying. Um, but this has been just magical. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences. It's been very eye-opening. <laughs> um, we will see how... I, I, I hope that it's helpful. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And again, it's just my, like, my experience, there certainly could be really different experiences, so by no means is mine the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but experiential experience, uh, experiential advice is often better. I mean, like, right? Because yeah. you fucking lived it, so you yeah. can... It sounds like you lived it up, too, which is great. Yeah, which yeah. Is you're a hero <laughs> and well and and now like i learned to navigate the lifestyle with no substances right or oh, very limited substances yeah. like a glass of wine or whatever like yeah can't have any chemical courage uh oh. and even you know like so that that was a whole 
it was a way to enter into it. <laughs> yeah, no chemical courage, but you literally literally had a human bumper. <laughs> 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 yeah, a, a wing child, a wing man, a wing girl. I don't know, wing baby. I love it. It's awesome. And we're back. Yes. Thank you so, so much to Kay for joining us and taking time out of your Friday evening. It was such a lovely chat. We had so much fun. That's right. And if you have questions for her, uh, she's going to be part of our Discord chat. That's right. Uh, we have talked to her about joining the Discord, and uh, you'll be able to chat with her there. So how do you do that? You support us at any level on Patreon.com, and you'll get an invitation. Make sure, please, that your Discord login is linked to your Patreon.com login, and it should be seamless. So there you go, www.patreon.com slash podcast, and you can talk to Kay that way. If you don't want to do that, hey, that's fine. All you have to do is email us. We will forward our all of questions, comments, sexy, rude remarks onto Kay. That way you can ask her your own questions. Yeah. And how do they email us? You can email us at theatomsoflove at gmail.com or you can message us on any of our socials. We are at By The By Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So there you go. Angela, got any facts? It's your turn. Oh, oh is it my turn for facts? Okay, right, right. Um... I have um, six piercings. Oh, one, two, five, six. Oh, yeah, you, you're right. Uh-huh. That is correct. Uh-huh. Six piercings. I can count. You yes. can count. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 